0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 116 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Got a good show for everybody today. It's going to be a little shorter, I would assume. Uh, No interview on this this episode, but we're going to answer some questions. Uh, People seem to be liking that, and it's been fun to answer some questions, so that's what we'll get into. But before we get into that, we'll go ahead and start the show the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neal's. O'Neill's the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world, rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So we'll go ahead and start the breakdown by talking about the American Raptors. Uh, The Raptors fell to the Austin Outlaws last Saturday afternoon, 34-27. Raptors had a strong first 15 minutes. I think they jumped out to a two-score lead pretty early in the match. Um, but the Outlaws walked down that deficit, and the Raptors took a three-point lead into the half. But the Outlaws simply had a better second half, scored 17 unanswered points, if I'm not mistaken. And the Raptors only mustered up seven of those seven points into that second half. Um, so despite the loss of matches, these matches have been good for the Raptors, these last few of them. Uh, if you remember, they played the Hartford Harpooners a week before that. I think they beat them 29-19. Um, and then the couple of matches before that were just kind of blowouts. They beat uh, the Seattle Rugby Club 78 to 10, and then they put a 53 19 beat down on Utah Club Rugby a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and there's just nothing. I mean, it's good to, for guys to get match time and just see how it goes and get the flow of the game, especially some of these newer guys that are playing rugby for the first time um, this fall. But you don't really learn anything from a close match like that. And so while it's nice to get the match time, Well, it's nice to get those victories, um, I think these these last few matches have been a little bit more meaningful, a better learning experience for these guys that are getting the hang of the game and all that good stuff. So, uh, And I fully anticipate this weekend's match having a lot of the same things. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Utah Warriors selects are bringing down a good team. Uh, Another MLR Academy side, which is uh, what I think the the Raptors should be playing. I think that's about their speed. Um, And I'm fully anticipating another close match this weekend. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Talk a little bit more about that match, of course, and all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. But that's kind of what's been going on with the American Raptors. We will go ahead and jump into the next piece of the breakdown and talk about what's kind of going on with USA Rugby. So, USA Rugby uh, men's Fifteen side will take on Big Bad New Zealand All Blacks on Saturday at FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. The cool thing about the team that, you know, USA Eagles named is that all 23 players from the team are playing in Major League Rugby. They're all from Major League Rugby sides, so you get to kind of see. I think this is going to be, like, your first honest assessment uh, of what MLR is doing and how it's looking. Uh, And it is a little bit skewed, right, because... And I'll talk a little bit more about this. There's a question I know coming up uh, about the All Blacks, um, which I guess I'll save what I was about to say for that. But it's cool to see guys like Ryan James, uh, Chad Goff, former friend of the program, get named to the roster of head of this match. This will be the debut for Ryan James. I think he's in the starting lineup, Chad Goff. Hopefully he gets to come off the bench and get some match time against the All Blacks. So What a way to start your international rugby career. That's going to be awesome for those guys. So looking forward to see them play. Hopefully we get some a good showing out of both of those guys. Uh, and then I guess I wanted to take a second to acknowledge a passing of USA rugby legend Kathy Flores, fortunately passed away on Thursday at the age of 66. Alex Goff of Goff Rugby Report wrote a very nice piece on Kathy's life and career and what she meant to the game of rugby United States. Um, so I'll make sure to share that in the article that houses this podcast. So f- make sure you go check that out and read up on one of the true legends, one of the true pioneers of USA Rugby, um, and especially pioneer of the women's game here in this in this country. And if you're curious as to how important she was to the game of rugby in the United States, you can just go ahead and listen to the episode I did with Jamie Burke in 2020 and listen to how she talks about Kathy Flores, like literally one of her idols. Um, and Jamie is a legend herself. So, to hear somebody of, of Jamie's pedigree talk about Kathy Flores, you can kind of get the idea of how important she was and what she did for rugby in this country. So, like I said, I'll make sure I link that Alex Goff article in the article that houses this podcast. I wanted to make sure we acknowledge that. Rest in peace to Kathy Flores. Thank you for everything you did for the game of rugby in this country. We'll go ahead and close that, will close out the breakdown. We're going to jump into all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Like I said, we've got the American Raptors versus Utah Warriors selects on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. That's the last match of the season at Infinity Park. It is free, so make sure you come out if you got the time. Um, if you can't make it, we'll also be streaming for free on the AmericanRaptors.com, so you can catch that match there. So in terms of international rugby, we've got Japan versus Australia on Friday at 10.45 p.m., uh, we got the USA Eagles versus New Zealand All Blacks on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. at FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. Both of those matches will be broadcast on Flow Rugby. College Rugby, we got Harvard, Harvard versus Dartmouth on Saturday at 9 a.m. That match will be on ESPN+. Plus. And then we have Army versus Navy on Saturday at 11 a.m. This is the curtain raiser for the USA All Blacks match. That match will also be streamed on Flow Rugby so you can keep your computer open keep the browser on flow. rugby from 11am to the conclusion of the New Zealand All Blacks USA Eagles match the Allianz Premier 15s uh, competition remains on a break until November 27th due to the autumn internationals oh uh, going to keep an eye on that out on on that uh, Premiership rugby we've got Northampton versus Worcester on Friday at 12:45 p.m. We've got Gloucester vs Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Leicester vs Sale on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Exeter vs London Irish on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Harlequins vs Bath on Saturday at 8 a.m. And we have Saracens vs Wasps on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can watch all of those matches on Peacock. The United Rugby Championship we'll keep rolling with that. We've got Glasgow Warriors vs Leinster on Friday at 12:35 p.m. Scarlets vs. Benetton on Friday at twelve thirty-five p.m. Zebra vs. Edinburgh on Saturday at six a.m. Connacht vs. Ulster on Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. Cardiff Blues vs. Dragons on Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. and Ospreys vs. Munster on Saturday at twelve thirty-five p.m. That kind of does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend. Hopefully, I didn't miss anything. Realized after I recorded last week's show that I missed the Rugby Americas North Sevens tournament. Meant though, no, no disrespect. It just slipped my mind, so sorry about that. I think that's all the rugby we can watch this weekend, though. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I'll go ahead and jump into the questions portion of the show. Questions are brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. Guardlab.com. First question: How do you think the Eagles will do against All Blacks this weekend? Uh, I think this is this is what I was gonna say earlier in the breakdown. Um, I, I caught myself. So I'll save my answer for this. So I think success is relative, right? I don't think anyone on earth expects the Eagles to win this match, and that means the question becomes: What makes us a successful match? Is it if the Eagles play good for 10, 15 minutes? Is it if they cover the spread? Which, when I looked earlier, um, I think the Eagles were a 66 and a half point underdog. So they honestly, might have moved by now. Um, so it just kind of depends. It's going to be different for everybody. It's, it's a rel- it's question is, you know, relative to different people. So I guess, what's it mean to you? I think to me, um, if they cover the spread 66 and a half point underdogs, I think you could consider that a success, um, uh, since that is like kind of the official line floating around. Um, so I guess that's kind of how I'm going to go into it. That's going to be what I consider a successful match. I just want, and I guess on that same hand, like I want to see them play a good, you know, 10-15 match, if they can string together a good 20-minute section of this match, I think you can consider that a success as well. Uh, and like I said, we I, I hope they show up. I hope it's a close one. I hope it's entertaining. Um, and like I said at the top, it, I don't think you can find anybody that expects the Eagles to win. But we all want to see a good match. We want to see a competitive match. And we want to see what MLR has been, you know, what's it been doing, right? This is what it was formed for us to strengthen the national team, Hopefully we see some results, we see some progress. And I guess that's what I was going to say back in the breakdown as well, is like this could very realistically be kind of the first test, right? This is an all-MLR roster. All these guys on this USA Eagles 23-man roster is from the MLR. They're on MLR teams. So now is our first chance really to see like what this is doing. Um, It's unfortunate it comes against a team like the All Blacks because they're so good and and this is like the – you know, this is what everybody in World Rugby strives to be is the All Blacks. But this is your chance. This is your chance to kind of show what this competition's been doing, show how these guys, what they look like after they've been in a full-time training environment for pushing five years now um, as we approach the, the fifth season of MLR. So this is, could be a good coming out party. This is a good measuring stick. See, you know, really how much farther we have to go. Um, we are kind of saying this stuff earlier this summer, out, right, when they – England when they played Ireland like we want to keep seeing these step forward right and this is just another opportunity against you know the premier arguably the premier rugby playing country in the world uh looking forward to, to seeing how that goes that's kind of what I think and that's what I'm going to be looking for when I have this match on at the same time as the Raptors game this weekend so hopefully that answers the question thank you for the question second question we have here is have you noticed the reception of the crossover idea shift at all I actually have. I think the proof has been in the pudding. The early returns on the program and the idea as a whole has been good. Um, I know for a fact that a few MLR clubs have already seen the value in it. Gary Gold has already seen the value in it. He's been out training at the week. He's been out helping out with training. I know uh, he was out there a week or so ago. He was out there earlier in the spring as well. So he kind of sees the value in it. I know, um, like I said, a few MLR clubs have already seen the value in it. I would expect you to see a lot more guys from this crossover team from the American Raptors make the switch into MLR as those signings continue to be announced and we get into the next season um, and I know a lot more teams are looking there's a lot of these new guys that have come in that are really catching people's eye uh, and I think I think people are starting to come around to it it was the reception wasn't very good at first um, and fair fair enough I suppose it was something new it was something that, A lot of people have thought, you know, it takes time to teach these guys these things. And while that is true, I think if you put them in a full-time training environment, that process is expedited, happens a lot quicker than I think a lot of people have uh, thought originally and expected it to happen. Um, But you're seeing guys make big jumps really quickly. Guys like David Still, obviously, is the crown jewel of the program, making the leap into the HSBC uh, played in the last two stops at HSP Sevens Tournament, so he's on the, the men sevens team. Sean Clark would be right there with him if he didn't have shoulder surgery, from what I've heard. Um, and those are both guys that had just started playing rugby in, you know, January, February of this year. So, uh, and I know that's a little bit different because that is the sevens game, and that's a little bit easier to get a hold of in comparison to this 15s game. Um, but but progress is progress, and I think if you would have told anybody this program started that that was going to happen in this quickly of a time period, Um, I'm not sure they would have believed you. I'm not sure I would have believed you either. So uh, it's been fun to be around. It's been fun to see them learn. And I I think the future is really bright. I think the next step for the program is to prove that their model is sustainable. Um, And I was talking to somebody about this other day is like, I'm interested to see what happens with this team, because if it is a, you know, say a stepping stone to get to a bigger level, um, you're always going to have guys on the team that have played a little bit more rugby than the, than the new guys coming in. And that's even apparent this year, right? You have guys that have been playing rugby all spring uh, in comparison to guys that just learned the game are learning it right now and have just been playing in the fall. And to me, that kind of creates somewhat of a glass ceiling, right? Because everyone's not growing at the same pace per se. Um, there's always going to be a couple of guys that know more, a couple of guys that know a little bit less, and a couple of guys that are just kind of starting fresh um. So for a team to really make the steps to compete, it seems like you're going to have to keep guys together while also at the same time working to bring new guys in because that's how this thing is going to continue to go. So I'm interested to see how that gets handled and, and what kind of the next steps for that are. Um, but I know that they've already have something and kind of in the works and very loose ideas. Uh, but that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on. But overall, I think people are coming around to the idea Um, And as more of these guys continue to get sprinkled into your favorite rugby team or play against your favorite rugby team, I think more and more people will come around. uh, And I think the program's on a fast track to making a lot of people a believer. Uh, So that's kind of what I think about that. So thanks for that question. Next question I've got is, you've been quiet on the written content recently. What have you got in the pipeline? When can we expect something new? I have been quiet. Uh, It's been a lot of stuff going on this year just with – this program and podcasts and and all this work and uh, moving, mixing that. But I have been working on a fun piece over these last couple of weeks in line with the crossover aspect of this whole American Raptors idea. But it spills a little bit more into the football side of things, which has been fun to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, Just some things I've seen in the NFL and the college game these last couple of weeks that I I wanted to write about. So I'm just looking for one more interview to really bring the whole piece together. Um, And I think it'll be a fun one that a lot of people – Enjoy reading, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Next question I got is, what Raptor has impressed you most this fall? Excuse me, what new Raptor has impressed you most this fall? And there is a couple of them, but uh, one of them I've talked about a couple of times now. Nolan Saracini uh, was a was an all time running back at Montana Tech, but he's been playing nine all year. I think um, Keanu Andrade had an injury earlier in the season, so Nolan hasn't really had an option. He was just having been you know play nine. Uh, and he looks really comfortable. He's looked comfortable all year. He looks more and more comfortable each week. Um, and he's not really like you would think of for a former running back, he'd run it every chance he gets. But he has been a good distributor. He's really showing that he's getting the hang of everything. Um, he's very strong with the ball in his hands, and he's also making a lot of plays on defense as well. So really big physical nine. You don't really see a lot of nines built like him. Um, and I, I have good on uh, I have it on good authority that he's one of the guys that has been catching a lot of different people's eye. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you know where rugby takes him and uh, how he continues to develop. But he's one of the guys that have been catching my eye, and then another guy, Zach Hall. Uh, it was an article that came out I saw that Southeastern Missouri wrote about him, but that's where he went to school, and he was one of the greatest defensive players in the history of Southeastern Missouri. I think. That article called him like arguably the second best player in the history of that university, uh, so that's kind of like that, that. Just kind of goes to show the type of guys that they're bringing in. Like Nolan and Zach should you know arguably should be playing in the NFL. If you listen to a podcast I did with Nolan, he said that they had like thirty teams at his pro day. He was getting looks from thirty NFL teams, and nobody took a bite because. Maybe he's a little banged up, or it's because he played for a small school. But these are guys that just kind of get passed over, and once that, once football's over for them, they just kind of go work a regular job. And these are guys that could be contributing, you know, to USA rugby. These are guys that could be helping rugby in this country, and these are guys that would get brushed over otherwise. So taking the time to teach these guys how to play rugby uh, is paying off. And Zach's been one of those guys too. If you watch. The, that Hartford game a couple of weeks ago. He hawked a guy at the very end and ran him down. If you listen to the broadcast, they're saying, like, oh, he's gonna get away, nobody's gonna catch this guy. Zach ran him down. Uh, I think forced a knock on that game. Ball rolled out of the back of the angle. And he's been very strong with ball on hand as well. Uh, he's been broken off already a couple of long runs. He runs really hard. He, he does it takes more than one guy to tackle him. But those are two of the two of the new raptors I've kind of caught my eye and just kind of goes to show what this program is about, right? Like these Guys, that played at these smaller schools, but they lit it up at these smaller schools. And if there was different circumstances, and maybe if COVID didn't happen, or maybe they weren't, they didn't get injured in this one mat, this one football game or something like that, they would be in the NFL otherwise, or they would at least have a shot. But because of that, they get passed over. Uh, maybe they're thinking about just giving up sports altogether. But this program brings them in, teaches them how to play rugby, and I think these are guys that you could see playing at higher levels down the road. So that kind of does it for that question. Um, the last question is, what are the Raptors up to uh, after this week? So Raptors are headed to Uruguay, and I'm actually headed to Uruguay with them. I think they're playing two to three matches. I think I'm only going for the first week, so I'm only going down to catch the first match. Um, but it should be a good test. They should, I know they're playing some top-quality competition down there. Uruguay's national team just beat USA Rugby men's side um, down in Montevideo, which is where the Raptors will be going. Uh, and they played them close at home at Infinity Park as well. So that's what the Raptors will be up to. I'm excited to go down there. I'm excited to bring some good content. I should be able to write a lot of good stuff and uh, make a couple of good podcasts as well, get some good interviews. I'm just excited to see how they stack up um, because this will be the first time they've been playing rugby for a whole year. Um, This is allegedly, you know, the Raptors allegedly have different type of athletes, so we get to see how they stack up against uh, another country. So it's going to be exciting and I'm looking forward to heading down there with them. So kind of does it for all the questions in this episode. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent them in. I appreciate it. I like answering the questions. It is a nice little change of pace, especially when a couple of interviews fall through like they did this week. Always nice to have a couple of questions to fall back on and, and answer them. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that. We'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. And I think for the first time in the history of this podcast, I'm going to make a required reading about a tweet thread USA Rugby put out a very informative tweet thread about the history of rugby in the United States and why they should host a Rugby World Cup. So they officially launched their bid campaign on Thursday, or on Wednesday, excuse me. Get my days all mixed up, they all blend together. So I'm making that required reading, you got to go check that out. Uh, learn a little bit, I know I learned a bit. Um, it's always good to brush up on your knowledge and it's crazy to see how how long rugby's been played in this country and how prominent it is and you know, what it could be if we do land this Rugby World Cup in these next three cycles. So uh, we're hoping to, to see something good come out of all that. And as always, I will link this thread uh, in the article that houses this podcast. And I want to, again, I want to go back and make sure that you read the Golf Rugby Report article on Kathy Flores because that is more important um, than this tweet thread And Kathy Flores, to be quite honest, has a a big part in a lot of the stuff that happens in that tweet thread. So make sure you read that, too. Kind of double-dip on required reading. uh, But that one's important as well. We'll go ahead and close the show out with the loop. Keep up with everything we've got going on at DNVR Rugby on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rugby. It's going to be the best way to keep up with everything the Raptors are doing in Uruguay uh, when I'm there for a week. uh, Second week of November. Be posting a lot there. Be trying to write a lot. Be trying to do a lot of good interviews trying to put out a lot of good podcasts so that's the best way to keep up with all that that's all I've got for the show this week hope everybody had a great week hope everybody had a great weekend I hope you enjoyed the relatively shorter show enjoy the matches and I'll catch you all back here oh I will not catch you back here next week I I completely brush over that I'm out of town next week Uh, we'll take a a quick week off of the podcast before I come back do a podcast and head to Uruguay put out a couple more hopefully while I'm there Uh, So I'll catch you all back here in two weeks. Uh, And by the time I guess you hear that one, I'll be on a plane to Uruguay. So a lot of stuff happened in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll catch you back here in two weeks.